Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to the Believe in Man City podcast, the premier podcast for your Premier League champions, Manchester City. I'm your host, the degenerate Manchester City supporter of over 20 years, Jim Martin. Today's show is going to be wet, wild, and weird. And honestly, it's probably just going to be the second two. I don't know how it could get wet over an audio medium. So, I don't know, maybe ignore that part. But... We have two guests, one of which was on the ground at the Etihad on Sunday. Ian Dockery, he was there. He gives the report of what it was like to see Sergio Aguero take the lead, hold the new record, 184 goals for one club, usurping the Weedabix-headed and ultimately tubby Wayne Rooney. He was also there to see the cup being lifted for the Premier League Championship. And then we move on. We have my good friend, Kate Demaley, who is a Hollywood MCFC ledge. She and her sister have been coming and watching with us for a long while now. And she has hot takes that are going to make your mind bend. But first things first, we have to talk about Blues News. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm going to call this segment. It's Blues News. I don't know. The point is this. Ruben Diaz has been named the FWA Footballer of the Year. The Football Writers Association said, yeah, that's the guy. And it makes sense. He has it all. The looks, the gusto, the zeal, and the looks. He has the center back fortitude that took the Blues to the Premier League title. He's also smart. How smart, you might ask? He knows about traps. When asked his favorite partner, he didn't say Stones, he didn't say Laporte. He said his girlfriend, April Ivy. What a genius, because that was a trap, and she would have been very upset if you said one of the boys you play with. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Ruben Diaz fucks. But that's not all. Let's also remember. There's something important that we need to talk about. Pep Guardiola is the League Managers Association Manager of the Year. Come on, Pep. That's right. He won it before when we were Centurions. He won it again. Anybody that says Pep out, I would volley that, hey, maybe Pep in. And now for this week's Dumb Thing of the Week. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to switch this this week. It's going to be Funny Thing of the Week because it's 1,469 days since Manchester United has lifted any trophy. They ended up losing to Villarreal. 
they ended up losing to Villarreal. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I'm a white man that had a hard time saying Villarreal. That was that was fantastic. Um, so that happened, and they lost the Europa League, which, if you're wondering, if you don't know, which I'm sure you do if you're listening to this, it's like the kids' table for the Champions League. It's like, oh, you tried, didn't you? Oh, well, uh, mm, here, have a tournament. Have a tournament. If you do real good, maybe you could play with the big boys next year. But they didn't do real good. Not in the Europa League. And they didn't win the Premiership either. 1469. Nice. This has been the funny and kind of dumb thing of the week. Well, with no further ado, I'm going to kick it off. We're going to have Ian Dockery, someone that's a season ticket holder for Manchester City at the Etihad, someone who's shown me and my wife an amazing time while we were there in Manchester watching matches. Um, we're going to have him on the pod, and he's going to give us the insight as to what it was like the first time supporters were back at the Etihad and what it was like to see the last game Kun Aguero played there and... We won the premiership. I'm going to send it off to me. Jim, off to you. Thanks, me. Ian Dockery, my friend from Manchester, I have to ask you two things for the podcast. The Believe in Man City podcast, the premier podcast for your Premier League champions. Um, When did you become a Man City fan? fan and where did you become from crikey uh well um i've always been a city fan although the um the story that i tell that i think has been handed down by my mom was i first actually went to old trafford saw a game saw a united game at old trafford long story um you decided you hated him off the bat. <laughs> well, no, not so much. Apparently, I, I, there was a competition between the uh, families at the church that uh, she used to go to, which was in Hume, a uh, church I was um, christened at, which is a stone's throw if you're an Olympic stone thrower from Old Trafford. Um, and I was uh, christened at this place, and there was families of United fans, families of City fans, and there was a competition as to who I was going to support. So Milm said, right, okay, well, when he's old enough, we'll take him to a game, a United game one week, City game the next, and then he can make his mind up. Apparently, I went to United, uh, as you do, and they took me in the souvenir shop, which at that time was a caravan, and they said, right, okay, you can have a look around and see what you want. And apparently, I asked the guy in the United shop for a picture of Colin Bell. Come so on I now, come writing, on, the king. I, I think the writing was on the wall there. <laughs> so, uh, And then the next week I went to uh, Main Road, and then that was it. That was City all the way. I mean, it's kind of hard to be a kid, to be anybody, and to be given the choice, given your druthers, to think anything other than, look at the kits, look at what we're doing. Who's the underdog? Who's actually giving a shit? where were you when we were shit? We were at the bottom and now we're here. You know, it's like, it, it, there's something that feels weird now being at the top of the, the, the mountain. 
Sergio Aguero, he just overtook Rooney, didn't he? As the yeah, that that was sweet. I didn't actually realize that on the day of the game, but that was sweet. Uh, you know what? Actually, let's do this. Um, Ian, City ticket holder, right? Yes. You've been going season, for season season card, yeah. Yeah, you've been going for years. Um, you took me and the missus out after the match we went to uh, in December of, I think it was 2019, maybe 2018. Yeah, I, can't, while, I can't recall. A while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was. It, it was in the. It was in the old times before the pandemic. Yes, but you showed us the best time ever, um, and I just have to ask: like, you were there. You were one of the lucky ones in the. Um, not, I don't want to say limited, but the smaller population of the Etihad on Sunday. Yeah, at, at Sergio Aguero's last game at the Etihad, five nil. We really, we really laid it in. Oh yeah, I mean Everton basically are a bit of a bogey team, and uh, I was still expecting Tim Cahill to score, even though obviously he's not played for them for fifteen, ten, however many years. Um, but I don't know if it was um, they were on the beach uh, or we were. I, I think it was more. Hopefully for Saturday, we were really on top. We were De Bruyne was. Absolutely mad for it, sorry. But he was really <laughs> he was really desperate to put in a good good performance and the rest of them were as well. It's oh, so, really oh, good so, to see. Oh, some of those passes from midfield were uh dynamic and just like honestly, it could have been eight. Like, I mean, just yeah. seeing seeing there was a couple of Raz misses as 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 he does every now and again, you know. I mean, I love I love Raza, always will, but he kind of bookended the past three or four years with four shots and a goal. And then there were two years where it was like a goal every other shot. And then this year is yeah. back to <laughs> four misses and then he gets a goal. I felt sorry for him on Sunday. He, he, to me, he played very well. He's oh, just, yeah. just a little touch too much every now and again. ACDC. And you should have a drink on me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, what was the uh, atmosphere like at the Etihad at the last game? It was the first game that um, supporters were allowed back in how long? Uh, well, I mean, the last game I went to before this was the uh, League Cup final against Villa at Wembley. So it's over, it's getting on for 14 months, I guess. Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. Um. Which is but, almost almost as old as the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The the atmosphere, in a way, to me, felt a bit like a testimonial game, uh, which you know, if you if you don't know, Finney um, Company had a testimonial most recently. Is a uh, it used to be a way of uh, giving the person whose testimonial was uh, the gate receipts, supposedly, and the fundraising from the game to help them in their retirement from football. That, I guess, which everybody so needs now. Nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> really. It, it, and I know it wasn't technically, you know, I mean, like you said, testimonial games. And what they do is they're basically exhibition matches where you can basically choose your team, you choose your side. And I think Vinny brought in even maybe like he asked for Tevez and a couple of the people that he played with. And yeah. and then you and then you play another side. And it's it's like a um, 
I don't want to say what they used to do in baseball, the um, the uh, legends matches, but it's basically everybody comes together and it's kind of a fun kickabout and it's and everybody goes to see the players that they loved for the past 10 years. Yeah, not far off that. That's the atmosphere kind of felt a little bit like that. Um, it got a bit more intense when uh, Everton were given the penalty and was it Rich Allison was rolling around as if his leg had snapped. Uh, until he realised that um, Diaz wasn't getting sent off, and then he ran across to the the sideline. It got a bit uh, a bit heated and a bit more real, if you like, at that point. It did get chippy. It got a little bit yeah. like uh, I mean, I, I oh, I have to say this on uh, now because Asan told me um, I need to say allegedly more because apparently um, I I slandered flippantly. But if you're going somewhere in Liverpool, I allegedly think uh, the red side are full of dippers and scousers. And I'm not mad at Everton, really. The blue side's all right. <laughs> but, uh, to, I mean, we got John Stones out of him, didn't we? And, I mean, two years ago, we didn't think that was going to be good for us. And then Ruben Diaz comes in and goes, all right, son, step up your game. And now they're a dynamic duo. It's like Batman and fucking Robin. Yeah, Stones has been amazing this season. Um, even when he, even yeah. when he conceded that goal, on like even when he really fucked up, he came back and scored a goal off his head, and that was the game that only Diaz and Stones scored. Yeah, no, he's, he's been fantastic. But I, I was really pleased. Um, I can't remember which game it was that Diaz missed and Stones and Laporte at centre-half, and we still won that one as well. It's in the middle of the run, which to me was a sign to the rest of the team, to the whole squad, that it's it's not just Diaz that brought everything together. It's, it's the whole mentality. I mean, the fun thing is, I think even what you were saying is like right before we were going in like this is the last premiership match and then we're going into the champions league final and we kind of uh for lack of a better term uh we're pepping around for a couple of games you know we're putting the kids yeah. in a bit i mean you put scott carson in and dude lets up three goals he actually saved a pen but nobody look ederson saved the penalty and yeah. immediately Diaz was back and kicked it out. Yeah. And you look at, and, and Carson didn't get the benefit of that doubt. Luckily we won that against Newcastle. I, I, I'm still, I'm still happy for that, that man. Like also between you and I, he's 35. I think we're both older than that. And he, <laughs> Just a little. he, he looks like he could be our uncle, if not our dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing with the Newcastle game, it was it was meant to be. We were meant to win four three at, at Newcastle on the anniversary of um, winning the championship in '68 by the same score on the same ground. So it's all, you know, don't worry about Scott Carson. He knew what he was doing. But I think uh, it's great that um, I think so you're, you're, say, of, you're, you're saying it was it was it was on purpose. No, Scott. No, yeah. that that was Scott Carson's testimonial to '68. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's just to, a to buzzer, to buzzer and to fucking uh, yeah. Colin Bell. Franny Lee. Yeah, yeah. Franny Lee stood <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly. I think it is a recognition of what he's done over the last couple of seasons that he was allowed to play a game and, you know, qualify for a medal, I guess. I'm not sure if there are any restrictions now. I think you can give a medal to whoever you want to. 
Oh, I got, a, a oh, I got one number. in 2018. I have one. Cool. Well, fully yeah. deserved. <laughs> to go along with your World Series. How many people were at the stadium on uh, Sunday at, at the last game of the season at Etihad? The only game of the season that had fans, yeah? Yes. Uh, suppose, well, the, the figure that was given out was 10,000 tickets were available. How many of them became available in the ballot for sort of ordinary ordinary Joes? Nobody knows. Because I'm sure there was, well, Noel Gallagher and uh, Johnny Marr Johnny and a Marr, few I other hangers. Yeah. yeah, a few other uh, hangers on, if you like, were there. So uh, I mean, you can't, you, can't, you can't be too mad at Noel and Johnny, can you, though? They've been there since the beginning when we were shit. On and off, yeah. I guess they had other things to be doing. Uh, well, when they weren't on tour, mate. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay the bills, too. True enough. They yeah. don't have testimonial yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, so the official crowd giving was 10,000. That, well, that's not Which, too bad. It's, and, and it's, I mean, it's a small. I mean, it's a small number considering the size of that stadium, and how, and yeah. how beautiful it is. What is it like one third? It's like it's thirty thousand. Uh, well, it's about I can't remember what the capacity is now. Fifty-eight, sixty. Cheese and rice, bigger than I thought. So I think, yeah, I think the the government restrictions were something like ten percent or ten thousand, whichever is the highest. Uh, sorry, the lowest. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. So, yeah, but I, I'm I'm super stoked that um, both you and I think do you know um, do you know my mate Steve? Um, he goes by Northern Steve on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and whatnot. He he and his family have had uh, tickets for a dog's age as well, and they were who we had drinks with before we met up with you guys and went out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just ecstatic that both of you guys got tickets and got to go in. Like, yeah, it's nice. Uh, uh, I saw a few, I sort of sent you a picture of uh, the mate of mine who was a couple of blocks across from me and met another guy on the concourse at halftime that we didn't know was going. It just literally bumped into him. But obviously, you know, it's a fifth of the capacity or a sixth or whatever. There's so many uh, deserved people were that were unable turned away yeah yeah well and possibly i don't know depending on your attitude maybe didn't particularly fancy it just yet well Um, you know that's fair because to be honest uh vaccinations are a thing it's very hard to get them it's very hard to be safe everybody um here's a what i'll say vax that ass up um damn you look good when you vax that ass up uh that's for everybody listening yeah i mean uh my I entered the ballot for myself and my mum and without wishing to give her age away, um, it begins with an eight. So theoretically, I could have got a ticket for her as well, uh, but she didn't feel comfortable just yet in going back with the Mm -hmm. things that are going on. But having said that, it was organised really well. It seemed like the views were good. It seemed like the, uh, by the way, um, if you are listening and you want to see the pictures that Ian sent, um, I'll tag you in these, Ian, if that's cool on Twitter, I'll just post them on my Twitter at barely sarcasm. Ian is, Ian, do you want me to drop your Twitter handle? What's it? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Is it, is it, what is it? Uh, (laughs) I can't remember. MCFC 2112. 
There it is. So we have barely sarcasm, MCFC 2112. That's where you're going to find prime city content. But it, it looked amazing. And I love the fact that there were some fans that have been there from the beginning that got to see um, us raise three out of four years, the, the Premier League title. And yeah. we, we got to see, I mean, in Sergio, and you said you didn't even recognize, I mean, I was watching on television, so they kept having the uh, blurb in the corner of uh, most Premier League goals scored by a player for a single team. Right. And I, I was watching and I was like, oh, it's Rooney? Rooney has 183 and Sergio had 182. And I went, oh, he's not even starting. Oh, he's not going to play. Comes on, bong. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Hey, we tied it up, nice one. And then, like, I mean, how tall is he? 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, like an angel, doesn't even need the blonde hair, gets the header in, and you go, oh, 184, you're welcome. Manchester yeah. is blue always genius absolutely yeah that was a, an incredible header as well you know it wasn't a, a gimme that it's cracking brilliant cross i can't even remember who i've not been able to figure out who crossed it was it torres or was it fernandinho th- i'm not even sure you know what but anyway I, I, wait, was, I, he... I wish i could look into it now you know what i'm gonna yeah. do in post i'm gonna um look into it and then right there i'll go oh it was fernandinho what does Manchester City mean to you? That's a hard one to answer. It means a lot. It's something that's been in my life as long, literally as long as I can remember. It's a constant. They are a constant companion, a constant niggle, constant pain, um, a constant love that you don't really realize how much you love until you're away from them for a little bit, and then obviously, well, yeah, and then they come back again. They'll let you down, lift you up. Not so many letdowns as they used to be, which is nice. Uh, yeah, everything's blue. Yeah, you're making you're making me sentimental, mate. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's I. Well, to, to be honest, going back in the ground on Sunday, um, I was absolutely filling up. I uh, couldn't believe it. Even seeing the the steward outside my entrance, the entrance to the ground that I always go in. Um, as you know, you're you know you're allotted a particular entrance to go into, and there's some sort of turnstile malfunction at the entrance that I should have been going into, which is my regular entrance. And the guy said, "I'll oh, try go to the one further down. There's no queue there." I said, "No, this is this is my entrance. I have to go in here." Anyway, just seeing the steward at the entrance that I recognised, uh, and then just looking into the into the ground itself, I was. I was blubbing. I was glad I had a mask on. Um, but it it's such a I mean, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for City, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is it, it's That's the, cool. the, the 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 cool thing is, I mean, people always say, you know, where were you when we were shit? And like, you know, I mean, I remember I was basically alone. I was going to um, either Arsenal bars or uh, United pubs or whatever. And, and then eventually found the people in LA that I would go watch games with. And, and you came through when you were on your tour. Yeah. And I met you and I was just, it was, I was like, 
I've never met somebody that's a city fan from Manchester that hasn't been just anybody I would consider family. Like they, it is one of the greatest communities I've ever, I've ever been a part of. That's, that's nice. That's lovely to hear. And I think seemingly we've attracted uh, like, like-minded uh, people from around the world that I've met as well, uh, such as yourself, other people at the, at the pub that, that, that morning. Oh, um, yeah. And the, the dedication you guys have to get up when you get up. Well, <laughs> no, knowing you, you don't get up, you just stay up from the previous night anyway. Come on, get uh, in, those... mate. It's it, as long as there's an evening, there's time to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> those, yeah, those dark glasses certainly come in handy. <laughs> uh, but other other guys we've met on various other trips as well. We were in um, Dallas a couple of years ago. Uh, hooked up with the uh, Dallas Supporters Club. They were oh, fantastic. Oh, they're 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 good for it. Yeah, I've been I've been told that when I go through there next, I have to stop by, and then the pandemic happened, so I didn't. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, you have to have a, a water burger and go to a game at a Dallas pub. Oh, that would be massive. Ian Dockery, uh, a legend of Manchester from Hume, I believe. Not from Hume, but yeah. Okay, I've got, I was uh, christened in Hume. My mum and dad were from Hume, put it that way. We're going to put it that way. Ian, thank you so much for your <laughs> no time. Worries, Great Much love, A, and come on, City. Keep the fact one more game. One more. One more. Come on, Champions one League. More. One more. This is a segment uh, with a true blue Hollywood MCFC fan who has been a member of the club and a supporter for I don't know how long. I'm going to ask her about her details. Kate, is it Demaley? Tamale. There we go. Um, let me ask you, how did you become a Man City fan and where did you became from? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I became a Man City fan because of the boys. Um, actually, um, yeah, well, yes. I mean, they're attractive. What, you're talking about the players or? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to start with the most attractive player ever, Carlos Tevez. And then- I don't even think that like his baby mamas said that. Like I don't think that anybody would ever say that Carlos Tevez was the most attractive. It's that de- he's definitely my origin story. Him and Jesus Navas in the 2010 World Cup started kind of following them around, watching their games. They coincidentally were on the same team. City started watching. Navas had those sterling blue eyes too. You couldn't oh deny God. those. And then I, I think I just have a thing for like city players' neck area. So like, <laughs> so you just Ederson. didn't you didn't notice the um, the pockmarked like almost uh, <laughs> no like Brian Adams either. seal version of Tevez's face. You just looked at his 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 neck and his traps, and you were like, all right, yeah, he's hot. We gotta go. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so it truly, what was that? Twenty ten. I was just graduating college, trying to figure out where I was going afterwards, what I wanted to do. And I had an internship that did not have days working on Wednesdays or Tuesdays. And so Champions League was definitely my, like, let's sit down and watch. All right, City every other week. And then 
NBC got their big deal and Premier League just fit so naturally into into my life and City became went from just the casual watching to full-blown obsession like 24-7 City all the time um yeah and where am I from I'm originally from Detroit um and then I've been in LA for 10 years and got really lucky that the supporter group here is fantastic and amazing and there's no better people to watch soccer with than City fans so you know what? I can't agree more. I think um, it's so fun to have not just one, but almost like a diaspora of there's the Hollywood MCFC, there's the LA City Blues that do mm-hmm. stuff in East, um, I guess East LA. I guess yeah. I don't know. There's Redondo, uh, Atwater. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> and and then there's like the Sherman Oaks at Pineapple Hill. Like we yep. we managed to. Uh, really spread out. And I think that actually worked really well during the pandemic, you know, I mean, Oh, totally. I mean, pineapple became my midweek thirsty became my weekends. It was great to see, you know, who could make it out to which ones (laughs) who's prioritizing the right things in their life. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, and, (laughs) and the, the best is the, uh, the drama of of oh you didn't go to this one you didn't go to that one it's like yeah well it doesn't matter which one i go to i'm still supporting uh man city come on now grow i up. mean one does not have guinness on tap we know we that, know hey so. and you know what and i'm not gonna talk about anyone negatively <laughs> except rodri no, I'm just <laughs> no, I, no I, slander i'm only doing that because you love him we do not. We love Roger in this house, except spoiler. I don't have him in my Champions League lineup. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the city diaspora, as we call it, huge. I've watched with the Vancouver supporters. I think I scared them. I've watched with the San Francisco supporters. There's not one in Vegas. There should be. Absolutely. Detroit. Uh, my my Metro mother-in-law's in Vegas. We should get her to start one. Excuse Miss Martin. Oh, oh no 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 uh no uh, Miss Jean Harris. Miss Jean Harris. I've got an uh, assignment for you. Yeah. And she'll be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> She's like, what time? Yeah, what I'm not waking up for that. <laughs> so yeah. speaking of which, so you said you scared the Vancouver supporters. And <laughs> it's funny for me because I remember the first time I think that you and your sister Amy showed up at the pub and this was back when was it the hyperion or was it still king's head at the time it was the rec room oh you oh right that's right yeah Uh, so so, um what happens for everybody listening if you're going to a game and it's at 5 a.m or 4 30 a.m or 6 or 7 a.m there's only a couple groups (laughs) of uh people that are crazy enough to do it and it's a city fan's I'm sure other fan bases do it also, but we're the only ones that actually win Premier League titles three out of four years, so not a big deal. <laughs> but you also have to find the pub or the bar or whatever that will open up for you at that hour. Um, and so Rec Room was, yes, that makes complete sense. And I remember you guys coming in and... As you might know, I'm a chatty Kathy. I'm <laughs> very interested in becoming friends with everyone. And, you know, I kind of engaged and I asked you guys, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And 
I mean, admittedly, it was probably 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> 6 in the morning. So there's no reason anyone should talk to anyone. But for, I don't know, I feel like it was almost a year, year and a half that you guys were kind of, kind of quiet. Like you, like when you first started coming out and, um, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. That's, I guess that's the question because now the only people louder than me at the games are you two. I know. It's the best. Honestly, I think it was just, I didn't want to disrupt or intrude on an existing group and sort of enter the room in this full force. So like kind of was feeling my way out. I mean, it's Hollywood. You don't know who the celebrities are. I'm just kidding. So you look, Jim, you're very intimidating. That's why. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, hugely intimidating. Uh, no, yeah. So um, yeah, you know, we just started, my sister and I, we just started coming out to the pub. It was just the two of us. We really would just, you know, come in, find our, when we moved to Hyperion, find our two seats right up front and try to watch the game, carry on. There might be a, I think at the time the joke was back to Bravo when Pep had just joined and we were getting used to playing out of the back and oh, everything was, was going the, back, back yeah. to Bravo, back to Bravo, back to Bravo. So we were just kind of were making up these little jokes amongst ourselves and then leaving. And yeah, you know, it wasn't until, yeah, about a year, year to happen. I think we warmed up. We saw that everyone was just as cool and into it. And oh, just as insane. We I mean, realized that the DVR is not the way to watch the game. You've got to be in the pub. You've got to be with your people. And yeah, it's just spiraled. But I think it was truly like people coming up to us and like, Oh, I remember I, I, used to, I, I felt like I was bothering you every week. And I was like, honestly, I feel like, I feel like Ray for me was like a, a way that you guys were like, all right, he's not a, I, I thought I was coming off creepy, but I was like, Hey, no, I'm not creeping on you guys because you're pretty <laughs> ladies. I am just trying to uh, engage you about the sport of uh, football. <laughs> and 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 when once uh, I mean, you know, Ray's a major dude. So mm -hmm. Ray's just so social. Like yeah. that man walks by somebody and he wants to be your best friend. And I well, I think Ray walks by somebody and they want to be his best friend because exactly. Because uh, he's handsome and kind, 100%. and he has a rad dog. Hundred name Pep. Yeah, does it get any better? Yeah. Um, Wait, are we just doing a Ray podcast? <laughs> it's it... Ray Appreciation Day. Oh, Ray Appreciation Day. <laughs> yeah. This, by I the mean... way, this is totally going in, and I'm <laughs> I'm going to make sure that he listens to this part. Hundred percent. Then I have to give a big shout out to Louie too, who I thought was like. Ray's buddy and I was like oh who's your friend that you bought and it was just Louie who we had met two minutes before us and that and that's the fun thing because uh with City at least with the Hollywood MCFC crew our uh Valley group East LA everywhere it doesn't matter when you joined in when you signed on or where you're from it matters that you just want to have a good time and you give a shit and 100%. that's something that I think everybody there does. And it's amazing when things go good. And when it's bad, it's amazing how much we can just whinge and hang out with each other. Oh, so true. And I brought my mom to the 
bar for the Liverpool Manchester City game where I think there was a red card. I think it oh, was a yeah. Ter- oh my god, it was that. T- I don't even want to talk about it. It was that non-handball handball call. Oh, and the bar was packed. I think there were other. There were some Liverpool supporters there. Um, don't know how they found us, but they did. And well, they're always mom, they're, they're always stealing something from somebody, and they were stealing our time. <laughs> By the way, um, I'm not saying they're scousers or bin dippers. I was told by Hassan. I have to say, allegedly, they're allegedly stealing everybody else's time. Oh I hope you're happy, Hassan. Allegedly stealing. That's as long so as you true. say allegedly. And yeah, so my mom got to meet kind of the core group, and she just saw like how cool it was, like that all these people from all over LA. I drive 13, 14 miles out, which if you know LA is time can be time consuming and she yeah. just had the best time it was her, the first time she watched a game with other people so this was the first time that your mom got to see uh the manchester city support group and uh what did she think of it she loved it she, everyone was so nice to her they kept being like you're the twins mom you're the twins mom they're so crazy they're so loud <laughs> But then she got to see crazy and loud in application and was like, I get it. I totally understand why you love Kunigoro so much. I totally understand why. Oh. Uh, well, I know. I why know. You, you love just, Addison. You just like, made my heart swell. <laughs> she's watched 9320 twice when she's come out to visit. So, like, she's fully immersed ledge. in the. I know. She's fully immersed in the history and the and the legend and the lore. Yeah, and she just had the best time. She was like, I totally get why this is your weekly, you know, reprieve from your work life. And I work in advertising, can be stressful, can be crazy. And it's nice when that same energy is applied to something that's completely out of control, which is football. I completely agree. And I can tell you that, Listen, audience, between you and me, I know Kate's here and she's listening, but one of my favorite things is how much Kate and Amy share my affinity for Ederson and the pink kits and the bubblegum look and everything like that. So I just wanted to let everybody know, if you ever go out to the pub and you see a couple of ladies wearing some cool Ederson kits... Don't fuck with them. They'll mess you up (laughs) unless you're a city supporter. I've got the smiley face neck tattoo to back it up. She does. It's right (laughs) right on the side of her neck. (laughs) Just just, (laughs) he'll never know. He doesn't know it exists. He doesn't know who I am, but at some some point when you two meet, you can press it right against each other and you can just do a Christian side hug. Yeah. It, no front to front, just do a Christian side hug, just neck to neck. <laughs> oh my god, I I love that. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I and and now he has teeth and not braces. I mean, oh it's there's shocking. This, there was this great picture of them after holding the trophy. I can't remember who else is in it with him. Oh, it's Kyle Walker, and I just was like, oh, the, be- the best the best keepers in the world. <laughs> 
Kyle Walker and Ederson, best keepers ever. <laughs> Ederson looks so good in sky blue, too, with those bubblegum pink shorts. I'm like, oh, I want him in the outfield for one game. How cheeky would it be if he took a pen in the uh, the Champions League final? Oh, my God. He like, did. He but also, also he's taking the fifth spot. Also, somebody needs to fucking actually score a pen, because don't get me wrong, Aguero's my guy, but that was bollocks. <laughs> I'm going off the rails here a little bit, but that's fine, because I'm going to have to edit this, and this is uh, something I'm putting on myself. Uh, do, do you remember when um, Mares missed the pen against uh, Liverpool? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, well, we're not winning this year. We had 100 points last year. We're not winning this year ass piss shit and then (laughs) things kept going and then all of a sudden things turned around and uh sane actually scored the second goal uh at the end ahead like which my i was watching on a plane and it paused (laughs) and so i didn't know if it went in or not and then it came in and i screamed and um, I actually told Jesus, I'm just re- recounting the same stories. Chris O'Dowd is a dipper. Uh, he's Irish, but he likes the, the Liverpool. <laughs> and so he was in uh, first class because he's a celebrity. But he and I were talking beforehand about who we thought would win. <laughs> and he heard me scream. And then he went, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. And That's it was like. Almost on par. That's like almost on par with my, we were supposed to be at company's last home game mess. And we were flying back from London that day because we couldn't change the flights and ended up going to the women's FA Cup final at Wembley instead. Awesome. They crushed. So that was so much fun. But so we're one of the best, one of the best teams in, in the women's premier league. They are just Oh my god, they're so I good. love that they're team. They're so much fun to watch too. Yeah, and so we were like I was full kit at Heathrow in my Kevin kit, like top shorts, socks, the whole thing. <laughs> and we get on the flight. Full kit wanker. Full kit sitting economy double middle. <laughs> oh jeez. And then they're like there's no Wi-Fi, no live TV on this flight. So the whole time I'm flying back to LA, I'm like, okay, the second we land, I'll check the score, figure out what happens. I didn't even have to wait till wheels down. Flight attendant comes running over. You guys won one zero. And I'm like, <laughs> And you're um, like, what? um, excuse me, Bish. And then uh, I'm like, you said there scored? was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You said there was no Wi-Fi. And then I'm like, who scored? And so we're like, we're just touching down. I'm like pulling it up. We're like, Vincent company in the 78th minute. We need to see this goal. So we whip up the phone. Now I have like two people who went to watch Arsenal that weekend standing over my shoulder. And then there's two more people that come over that are like, what are these people watching? We're taxiing into the gate. And then we all scream because of the screamer. It, like, it was a fucking rocket. I I, like, I got chills on the back of my neck when you mentioned it because against it was against Leicester, yeah. It was against Leicester, and we 
it was one of those things where if we didn't get them three points, then we weren't going to win the, the premiership that year. I mean, Jurgen Klopp wouldn't be as uh, as insane as he is now because <laughs> he doesn't understand how things work. <laughs> yeah, so I just immediately was like, well, if I was at this game, this wouldn't have happened. We would have lost a la Jim at the Abbey Head. Oh, oh, hey, thanks for mentioning that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that is... Um, so I'm like, the- I did a favor for the team. We have the best goal ever I didn't see. <laughs> and we won the league on the best run ever. That is um, exactly true, what Kate just said. Uh, when I went to the Etihad, I watched Crystal Palace beat us. And um, there was also a very good uh, goal. <laughs> the funny thing is, that was the same trip that on the way back, I was on the plane with Chris O'Dowd, and that's when uh, we oh beat God, right. Liverpool. Yeah. So... I think maybe us being on planes might be the way to secure titles. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a theory. I don't know. I'm I'm just one guy. I I'm happy to test it out. That's yeah, let's get to, well let's get said. some planes. We should just buy planes. So, as a Man City podcast, tell me your thoughts on Oasis. I mean, Wonderwall is my go-to karaoke song. Don't look it's... back in anger is mine, funnily enough, even though I'm better at doing the Liam voice. Like, oh my God. Then Pep. I, oh. He said it's his favorite it, well, song. Well, you, you saw the video of Pep singing. Yeah, of course. It's adorable. Oh, Pep can do no wrong. The day I met my new creative director, who born and raised in Spain, he looks and sounds just like Pep. And I told him that, and he was like, no, 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 I'm not as handsome. No, 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 I'm not. And I was like, I can't look at that kind of makes you like him more because he says, I'm not as handsome as Pep. And it's like, oh, you're humble too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Yeah. So I'm like, at least I have something nice to look at. Kate, can I ask you a question? Yes, Jim. What are your thoughts? On saying farewell to Sergio Aguero. Uh, I mean, can I read my eulogy I wrote? Okay. Do you, I mean, do you have one? Uh, I mean, I can quickly. Yeah. I mean, it will just come so naturally to me. I mean, I'm gutted. Absolutely gutted that Sergio has given us the moments that no one else can. Like, even my first trip to Etihad... His goal, like, defied physics. It took, I mean, I was drunk, so I had to watch it later. But it took the stadium, like, a good one, two seconds to react because we had no clue how that ball went into the back of the net. It was the Burnley game. Fernandinho got, it was such a classic City game. Fernandinho got sent off in, like, the 23rd minute. We go up on a great goal. And then Kuhn, like, belts this one on an angle that like it may skim a player it may skim the post, but it goes in. It's just absolutely. I've never seen, I've never seen a player that could knock one in on the near post, like Sergio Aguero, like the way that he gets the angle is dynamic and gorgeous. There's just something about his like stocky little legs the way he like finds this level, this balance, this like center of gravity that is so like predatory. Like 
when the ball's at his foot, it's going in the back of the net. Aguero, yeah, he'll play some Twitch. Maybe he'll marry Maradona's daughter. Maybe, you know, he'll just keep scoring. But he has that booty that won't quit. Oh, my gosh. No, he doesn't. And, like, you look at all the times he's been so clutch to us. It's like the Brighton game, our last one of the 2018-19 season. We go down 1-0 after that ridiculous Glenn Murray header. Kuhn wastes zero time. He's like, we're getting this back on track, and you'll thank me later. And we are, and we still are. And he just brings so much glory to this club. I love that whenever you know people want to come at me for being a City fan, I get to like dangle Sergio Aguero in front of them and wait for them to try and say anything about him. That man has a 50% chance of winning the Premier League every single year. He's got five in 10 years. Like Phil Foden, I think, has the better record. But, <laughs> yeah. but he, he's a wee baby. He also might have more kids and one might be illegitimate in Iceland, allegedly. <laughs> but I oh love the wee God. baby Foden. Don't get me wrong. He, 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 is, yeah. the, he is the future love of him. the team. And uh, he, David Silva gave his... A blessing to the wee baby Foden, so he's he's mine forever. Oh my god! Whenever I need a pick me up, I this is a slight aside, but it cheers me up every single time. That great clip from All or Nothing before the game that David Silva was absent for, and he's like, "We're playing for David. We're playing for his girlfriend and his baby." And then Kevin goes out there and scores a banger and throws up a two-one. Like I, yeah, cry don't in make public. me cry. <laughs> I mean. Luckily, this is an audio <laughs> podcast, guys. <laughs> right? Um, oh, yeah. The, it's like those are the moments that the that, team plays for each other that stick with me. And the team, there's a togetherness that year over year changes, new players come in, legends leave. There's still this like togetherness of wanting to achieve the same goals. I think this year is really indicative of that with us heading to the Champions League final. I've never seen. 11 players on the pitch with one mission and executing it incredibly. It's been such a joy to watch. I feel like it's the hard work paying off, especially with no fans in the stands and they're starting to come back. They're really putting in the, I think a much difficult effort with, without that backing. Um, And so to know that, I hope that they know that even all the way out in Los Angeles and other places around the world that they they feel the the pride and joy that we have for them um, because it could, it's so incredibly difficult, the schedule that they've had. Last question. Yes. So Kate DeMalley from Michigan, from Detroit, true blue since 2010, lover of Carlos Tevez, Ederson, and buns in general. <laughs> what is your prediction for the Champions League final? I have City winning 3-0. I have visions of, I've had a vision of Phil Foden scoring the first goal. So I'm putting that one right at the top. There's just something about the way he's playing right now that it's killer instincts. And it's going in. I've got KDB on the score sheet. And I've got Gundogan on the score sheet. But at the same time, I'm like, Goals come from everyone and everywhere. So as long as it's 3-0, I don't care. It can be 1-0. I don't care. We're winning. It's going to be a clean sheet. Hear her now. Believe her later. 
<laughs> that is what's gonna happen. Hey, that's a good like for believe in Man City podcast. Hear her now, believe her later. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. Oh, perfect for predictions. I stole it from Dave Damashek a, a little one. bit. So, hmm, I don't know. I'm so it works. perfect. <laughs> shout shout out to Shek. You're, you'll get a new yeah. audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kate, I cannot thank you so much. Well, no, I can thank you so much. <laughs> Kate, I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast. Um, is there anything other than uh, what is it? It's F U T B O L B U T T S on Instagram, right? On Instagram. It's really good. It's really fun. My, fi- yeah, my final words out, Jim, thank you so much. Honestly, we could record this forever and ever, and it'd be so much fun. But I, I would just reiterate what we know is true. It's city till I die. City till I die. True blue. That's what it is. And between me and you, I don't think you're going to get a better interview this week. Oh, shit. I can't even say that because I interviewed my friend Ian Dockery as well. <laughs> uh, 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 Ian's in... Oh, God. I think both interviews were good. Oh, Well, I'll cut this out, maybe. Well, there you have it. This has been episode two of the Believe in Man City football podcast. That's right. Worldwide football, also known as soccer, Americans. I'm your host, Jim Martin. I'm here to deliver you, I guess, I don't know what you call it, entertainment, but also a little bit of punditry. And then also I have people that are uh, cooler and smarter than me that get on here and talk to me as well. You can follow me online on the socials at Barely Sarcasm. You can also go and follow at Hollywood MCFC. You can follow at LA City Blues. And you can also uh, follow Kate and Ian on their socials, which, uh, which we dropped in there. So like it or hate it, learn to love it. Manchester's blue. And you can believe that. Thank you to Laura um, for giving me that because it was a lot better than uh, my previous outro. So, as we say here on the Believe in Man City podcast, believe that. No, was it believe that? I don't know. It's episode two, guys. We'll get there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.